Well, may the fourth be with you. Big D back with a uh, NASCAR edition. Before I bring in Fantasy Bosco, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. No, we're not talking about uh, Star Wars tonight, but uh, we will be having a lot of fun. Also, check out the Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, joining us to talk all things NASCAR, Fantasy Bosco with me. So, uh, is the temperature finally warming up in your neck of the woods? Oh, uh, I believe. So we had a week of like 70 degrees and then it dropped to the 40s again. And then it had been around there for a while. And now over the last two days, we are finally seeing 60, 70 degree weather. Grass is growing. Sun is out, but they got cold rain on the way. So this will be short lived. But hey. We're into the summer springish up here, so now it's finally feeling like race season. In fact, the local tracks just are really kind of hitting it heavy now. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Everybody, as it's as the weather heats up, more and more tracks, and you're not just you, but everywhere getting shining. So, think back to Monday. Yes, it seems like every other Dover Dover race runs on Monday, and uh, I think we're going to start calling Morning Truex Junior. Maybe Monday Magic or Morning Monday because it seems like every time Dover runs on Monday, he almost he always runs well. Hey, three out of four, right? Going into the weekend, two out. He had won two out of three Monday races, and now he's three out of four, right? So, I mean. What can you say? And the and the funny thing was that, you know, if you watch the race and listen to the radio audio, halfway through, you would have thought Truex was doomed and was bound to finish in last the, the way the communication between the crew chief and driver was going on. I mean, it was funny because it started out a little rough and then they, they like made nice throughout the, the discussion on the radio, if you will. But, you know, it was just kind of funny that you check in a little bit later. Oh, look who won. Number 19. Yeah, thinking of thinking back to that race, I mean, I don't think Truex's call was great at the early, but I mean, you know, a green racetrack calls are going to change, and you knew you knew one of these veterans was going to put it together. And about halfway through the race, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, the 19 calls like passing everybody. I'm like, wait a minute, he's looking like the mm-hmm. best call, and then. Stage three and like the one in the nineteen all like dominate and I'm like Modern Truex is going to get his revenge on Rochester. What happened yep. previous year? Truex just seems to do it a little bit uh, cleaner, if you will. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't punt everybody. He's like, I'll just pass you the old fashioned way. I mean, that last pit stop sure helped because he got on the pit road one lap before Ross did, which got him out lead, and that clean air matters at Dover. Uh, well, I would argue clean air matters anywhere where we carry high speed, right? I mean, I- I'm curious to see Bristol Concrete because I'm not sold that arrow won't be a factor at Bristol Concrete. I mean, I guess it wasn't so much at Martinsville, but here again, I think shifting at Martinsville really skews what we see from the car, like it, it maxed some of the, whether it be a mistake on poor driving or even some of the speed. Um, but you're right. I mean, you got out front here at Dope. We saw that with the Xfinity race. I mean, Ryan Truex, what did he lead? Almost 80 or 90% of that race? I mean, it was something ridiculous. It was a Truex weekend. It was a Truex weekend, man. 
weekend, and uh, I'll be in, in uh, Moultrie snapped a, what was that, a 56 winless streak? I don't want to call it a losing streak. I call it a winless streak. Yeah, man, was it that long? Had it been Richmond almost two full years? Wow. Wow. Okay, I guess I didn't realize he, he went all last year winless. But, it, yeah, he did. That's right, he did. How true one of the few... How Truex and Blaine didn't win last year when everybody else did beyond me. Right. Well, because when, when we were, a buddy of mine were counting at work, how many can we see this year? How many can we see this year? And we were real close to the final number, but we were banking on Harvick having a win, Truex having a win, Blaney having a win, um, you know, all that sort of playing out, and, and it didn't all play out that way. <laughs> Blaine won a million dollars, but didn't win a points race. No, he didn't. But, you know, maybe he doesn't care. He bought a new house or something. I'm not sure. You know, it's hard to say because I can't lie. You know, if I had a down year where I didn't win a race, but I won a cool million, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be all that angry. Well, I'll tell you who's saying I'll tell you two drivers who are very angry, who are feeling very crappy right now. One of them's Brendan Poole and the other is Kyle Lawson because Ross Crafting was at it again on Monday. You know, the pool, it's it's very frustrating because pool has not been very successful regardless where he's gone. He, he's had some flashes. He's never really had good equipment. But whenever he's come to Dover, he's run well. Like, he he qualified well in the Xfinity race. He has incredible stats. I, I looked it up for the, the Xfinity article. His stats at Dover and Xfinity and trucks are quite good. Or not trucks. I'm sorry. Trucks don't run there. Uh, just Xfinity. But he's even had some decent runs in Cup. And in all fairness, he was just minding his business, staying out of everybody's way. And poor Larson, like you and I were talking before the show, what does the guy do? He wasn't even near the action. I mean, Ross dumps him, Poole goes down the track as they're coming through the corner. So he's out of view of Larson entirely. And then comes up about the time Kyle's mid-corner, like, what do you do? Like, I mean, I felt Kyle had a, a potentially a car to beat. Really, Hendrick is just I, – I. if you're not a Hendrick car right now, I know we've seen other teams win, but I feel like it's been kind of fluky and lucky at times. But, man, Larson had something for him yesterday, so I can understand his frustration. And and I got to ask, because, you know, we talked about Joey Logano being aggressive. Like you mentioned to me, I think it was the first time I came on, how Joey's really one of the most aggressive drivers out there. If you really want to look at the data and the numbers and – and everything else. And I was like, holy crap, you're right. He is one of the most aggressive. Where, where do Joey and Ross rank right now then? I mean, is Ross number one, Joey number two? Is Joey, Does Joey do it a little better like Senior did? You know, everyone likes to talk about Senior, but it's like Senior didn't wreck guys. Senior moved guys. It's like Senior was really, really good at moving you. It was very rare. The Terry Labonte wreck at Bristol was not a norm with him. You know what I mean? I think I think Ross is one, and then Joey might be two, and then everybody else. But there is a tears. Gap, but there's a sizable gap between Ross and Joey because, I mean, yeah, Joey will have his moments. I mean, remember William Byman at Darlington last year, but it seems like Ross has been involved with everybody. Chase Elliott a couple of times. Uh, Truex. Dexy, Truex. Now, Kyle, 
I mean, who's who's left for who's left who's left for him? Maybe maybe Kyle Bush or Joey Logano. I mean, I can't imagine what would happen to Ross Breck Logano. You know, and, and I want to say that Kyle did make a couple of comments about Ross in the past. I could be wrong, Kyle Bush. But I mean, ah, uh, I tell you what, the, the sad thing is, Dylan. You know, Brad Keselowski learned this years ago when he was running for a championship, right? You don't want to piss off the guys you're competing against in the playoffs. You really don't. And you know what? Joey should have learned that, too. I don't think he did. But I stand to this day, I have no problem the fact that Matt Kenseth earned, like ended Joey Logano's championship run. Like, I applaud that move for doing that. I don't think Jer- Joey thought twice about doing it to someone else. I don't like the hypocrisy of it. So... I guess my point being is, at what point are we really going to see this start to bite Ross Chastain? Because, you know, Ernie Irvin was quite talented, too. And he ended up having to get kind of his butt put in place at one point, too. And when he did, he came back, was even a more successful and and a fun driver to watch. And it feels like this Ross Crash Jane stuff is kind of headed that direction. Somebody's going to get Ross and win it. And when it does, Ross Ross is going to get what he deserves. Hey, you know, with the, him and the Denny thing, he said it was done behind him, and Denny owed it to him. So, I mean, I don't – you know, what's interesting to me is it's like Ross sees what's going on, and he's admitting, yeah, 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 it should be better. Yeah, I had it coming to me. But nothing is changing. You know what I mean? Like, at what point – it's kind of like Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah, Ricky, we know you're trying not to wreck cars, but you're still wrecking cars. So, we're going to yank you out of the car because clearly you don't get it. And, and look, Trackhouse is not going to yank Ross out of the car. Yeah. You, He's, he's being too successful right now, but I got to believe to your point, Dylan, someone's going to, someone's going to jump up and bite him, right? I mean, wait, wait till Phoenix, maybe Kevin Holifick's last race of just punt raw chest out of the way. Can you imagine him coming out at three and he just moves him up the track and it's one of those where the one car is just smoking tires as it's kind of sliding through the, because, you know, that's a long sweeping corner there, right? Just slide through the corner as Harvick's, you know, hugging that bottom line like he does, just going on to a win. Like, honestly, that would be probably the coolest story of the season if we could see something like that. <laughs> and I will say this I think both, I think everybody was in on Kyle Wallace and he was probably heavily used. FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy, oh. betting. Like, if you didn't use Kyle Lawson on Monday, uh, I don't know what you were doing because I want to. Go ahead. I want to say he was. I would say I want to say he was forty-eight percent to fifty percent owned on DraftKings. I I believe that because Kyle was that quick, and I'm and he was passing calls left and right, and I'm like Kyle Lawson's going to win this race. I mean, it was, and it may have been. You know what? I can probably look, Dylan, if you want to give me one second. I'll look because his you're spot on. the The money in the lines came in heavy, and you know what? His line this week has already moved. He was at five fifty, and he's already down to five hundred. I mean, I get that's not a big jump, but the, the line's moving. You know what I mean? Is that is that uh, is that including odds to wreck a Ross Chastain again? No, but you know what? If I was DraftKings or a sports book, I would seriously put a line out on who's the next driver Ross Chastain crashes. The problem is you have to have specific rules. Like it's going to have to be, you know specified as an accident with another driver where the car of Ross hits the other driver causing a wreck. But uh, Kyle's 50% in the single entry I played on Monday. 
Was he 50? I figured he was. I thought mine was. So the one I was in was 44%. Next highest in my lineup was uh, Truex and Josh Berry were both 28%. Let me see what the winner had here. So the winner had, I mean, Byron was only 16% owned. Yeah, I tell you what, Dylan, if you're going to win at DFS, you have to pick fairly chalky with one exception. You need to have a bunch of guys that are anywhere from 15 to 50% rostered. Well, Josh Berry was 32% owned in the GP in the single entry I played. I believe it because he started so far back, man. And Austin Dillon was 40% owned. 40? Yes. Ooh, I don't I'm not so sure about that call. I wonder why he was so highly owned. Started dead last. Mm. That's why people are looking at a free square because he started dead last. Sure. I mean, at, you figure he's worth a top 20 finish, right? So you automatically get 16 bonus points if he does that. Plus his place, you know, his points for placing. And he's probably only, what, an $8,000 driver or less? 63. Six, how much? 6,300. Oh, my God. At 63, he was a stupid cheap square. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Shame on me for not pushing him more in my articles because that's just stupid cheap. Although I don't think he was any winning lineups that I saw. He was in the winning lineup. He, and Cole, he was? I think it was in the winning GPP I played. It was Denny. It was Truex, Byron, Denny, Ross, Dylan, and Corey LeJoy. Ah, see, this one had Corey LaJoy, but no Dylan. Um, this lineup had 440 points, was Byron, Truex, Chastain, Blaney, Burton, and LaJoy. Well, Burton would have been another PD player. Like, literally, Ryan Blaney ran P3 all afternoon. Yet, Josh Berry only scored four less points than him. <laughs> not, not, bad, not bad for a fill-in. No. Well, and rumor has it, you know, he's got a ride in Cup next year. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably replacing Kevin Holbrook, right? Uh, you know, it was Stuart Haas was who it was alluded to. I believe it would probably be that four car. But I don't know. I mean, is this Amarola's last year? Is he coming back next year? Um, I don't know what Chase Briscoe has signed through. I just knew that there was probably a – go ahead. I think Chase might be signed beyond this year. I think you're correct. I thought for some reason, though, I thought there was potentially two openings, and I want to say the 10 and the 4. All right. So, uh, obviously, we're about a third of the way through the schedule. So, I want I want a couple fantasy yay. I want a couple NASCAR nays and a couple <laughs> a yays and a couple NASCAR nays. This year, a couple guys who've been good and not so good this year. All right, so I'm going to cop out and say, look, the Yays Hendrick. I mean, penalties or not penalties, you know, in my opinion, it's the class above the rest, right? Last night when I checked lines for the cup race, the top three odds were all the Hendrick guys. Wait a minute. Since wait then, a minute. wait a minute. Let me, let me guess. 
Kyle Lawson, William Byron, yep. and Chase Elliott. Yep. Now, since last night, Chase has dropped. So it's still Larson and Byron, but now Chase has dropped down from, say, plus seven, eight hundred to plus twelve hundred. So he's back there with uh he's ahead of Kyle Bush. He's oh where did I have him at? He was ahead of Kyle Bush. He was ahead of um was behind Denny. I want to say put him about seventh in odds. But yes, that's you hit the nail on the head. And even Barry, Barry was buried kind of in the back. But I tell you what, if you could pick him up for a top 10 for the week, I'd be all over it. Especially because the 88 calls run well at Kansas. It's one of our right. best tracks. Right. Uh so Ross Chastain is plus twelve hundred, Elliott's plus twelve hundred, Kyle Bush plus fourteen hundred. Uh, Bubba Walls plus fourteen hundred, so it has them all put together. Even Ryan Blaney's further back at plus fifteen hundred, but yeah. So my yays, it's the Hendrick. I I think they're the team to beat, and I get it's a long season, and we may see things evolve. But I'll be honest, I think everybody's in a world of hurt because I think Hendrick is continuing to get better. I I personally believe that Garage Fifty Six is helping them. People think I'm nuts, but by the end of the year, I think we're going to see. May I tell you what? I will not be shocked, Dylan, if we see three Hendrick cars in the final four. I think we saw. I think we saw three Gibbs cars in the final four uh, a couple years ago, right? Oh man, I think you may be correct. I'd have to go look it up because it would have been Truex, Kyle, and Denny, right? I think I'm, I'm thinking twenty. I'm thinking 2018, 2019. I would for sure have to look that up. I do not know off the top of my head. That's a really good call. But regardless, now as far as nays go, um, well, I guess this will be a cop-out too. I'm giving Ford. Ford overall a nay. Um, outside of the restrictor plate races, in my opinion, they look really, really bad. I mean, Joey Logano, average running, 20th all day, somehow lucks into a Martinsville win, right? Well, second. Um, or second, I'm sorry, not a one second. Good call. Uh, somehow looks into a second place finish, right? Um, the RFK cars looked improved, especially relative to other Fords. But look, Blaney's been running up there. There's no wins. Austin Cindric has been a forgotten name. Logano, I mean, Logano flat out wrecked all by himself this past weekend. I mean, he straight up said in the booth on Saturday, he doesn't know what happens. He used to run well at that track, and now they can't get the car to run worth of crap. Um, so, you know, in Harvick, he he had that – I mean, he got screwed out of that one win. But other than that, there really hasn't – we haven't seen much from any of the Ford camp, man. Yeah, it seems like Ford, Ford has gone all in on the Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta package because, I mean, Legano won Atlanta, but then – you think where were the forwards last week? I mean, Brian Blaney was running P three all race, but Brian Blaney is destined not to win a race for the next seventy five years. Like he'll become Morning Truex, win the streak two point before long. Uh, he's on the way there, man. Because if you go look, he's even at this track, he's got a whole pile of top tens and top fives, zero wins. It the last like his stats at this track at Kansas are identical to what you're describing. What Truex went through. And I bet if we pull it up, I bet she's got to be approaching that 56 race number. It's going to be, if you take out the all-star race, I bet you it's really, really close. 
It may be longer. That what did you find? What did you find? You're laughing. What did you find, man? No, I mean, no, I'm... Blaney's, by the way, Blaney's average finish at Kansas is, where is it? Let me see. Wait, oh, it doesn't have average finish. He's got two, actually, it doesn't have a top top 10 in his last six Kansas, oh, wait, wait, top 10 in his last six Kansas, wait, actually. So he has, two, he has two seven top, top 10s and he has seven top 10s and six. 16 races here and three top fives and 16 races. But no check. So in all fairness, but no wins. So in all fairness, he's he's had almost 50% of his finishes at Kansas in the top 10. I will right? say this, Blaney's driver rating is better than better than a few guys. Better than Ross like Blaney and Kevin Holland's driving rating are almost ratings are almost the same. Right. Let's see. Driver rating for Blaney here is sixth best, okay? Average running position at Kansas since 2005 when they've been keeping loop data, okay? 9.457 to lead the series. Um, average finish of 16.438. Kyle Busch average finish is ninth best at 14.79. But he's got a win, but Kyle Busch has got a win in that time. Oh, Kyle's got two. He's well over his, you know, again, the, where they're pulling the data from. But he's got two wins, 10 top fives, and 14 top tens in what just set it up. In 30 events, Kyle Bush has 14 top tens, 10 top fives, and two wins. I've got in another fact, I, I've got another driver for the fantasy name. You mentioned Kyle Bush. How about Kyle Bush's teammate this year? I didn't I didn't realize this, but Austin Dillon's only got two top tens this year. And one of them I'm not shocked. Third race. I think he's a perfect name. You would have thought by Kyle Bush getting there that it would have helped elevate the team, right? And honestly, Dylan's gone backwards from where he's been the last couple of years. Makes me question why. Now, I will say this. It's my understanding that Austin is why Kyle is there. I'm starting to wonder if we're going to start seeing a transition of Austin taking over this team from an ownership perspective. That would it be from uh, Papa? Right. I mean, you know, his dad might be involved with that and in, in all of that, but our CR is not getting any younger, right? I mean – we're already seeing it kind of, you know, that the torch be passed at Hendrick to Jeff Gordon, you know. Um, Jimmy Johnson's taking over, more or less taking over what was RPM, now Legacy, right? Denny Hamlin's got his own team going. It just, the fact that I was reading about how Austin brought Kyle in and some of the things Austin has said and the fact that he is struggling, it always seems like to me like Brad last year, right? Brad taking over that ownership and, oh, he's washed up. Well, no, they got a lot of stuff to fix at RFK, right? So, I and, and Hamlin kind of the same thing. You know, he took on that team. I think people forget that they're used to being a professional driver and there's certain things that come with it. And then as they take on ownership of a team or take on a bigger role or a stake in the team, that's time, that's effort, that's brain power, that, that's all these different things that, you know, I don't think you can quantify very easily. And it just makes me wonder. I, I just wonder if maybe we're seeing a little bit of Austin Dillon taking on a little bit more 
ownership stake, I guess I should say, in his grandfather's team. All right, so uh, now this weekend, the Cup Series makes its first stop at Kansas Speedway for the Advent Health 400. So I love this racetrack because you can run high, you can run low, you can run middle. So how, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Because we've only seen one true mile-and-a-half race at Las Vegas. Atlanta's basically become Daytona and Talladega, just right. smaller. So if you think back to Las Vegas, I mean – Yes, you won it, it, a Hendrick call. I was saying. What else is new? So, and Kyle Busch was a favorite that week, if you remember, and he ran okay. That track is very similar, right? Because it's progressively banked just like Kansas is. A um, little bit wider at Kansas. I agree with you. As far as the mile and a half go, I, I happen to think Kansas puts on one of the better shows. I really do. Look, I've been pretty consistent on this, Dylan. Give me one of the Hendrick guys. If you're going to put a gun to my head and say I have to pick one, give me Kyle Larson. And if I want a dark horse, it would be Kyle Busch because um, and, and Vegas really likes Tyler Reddick this week, just for what it's worth. Now, Reddick is in the same car that won this race last year. Kurt Busch is number 45. And Reddick qualified second and first in the two Vegas races last year. Now, Kyle Busch is in that car. So... I'm very torn because you know this. Kyle Busch has had a very tumultuous tenure here at Kansas, right? Like, he's always been fast, but he had what? Wasn't there like a nine-race stint where he crashed or something silly like that? Like, there was there was a, a, a spread there where he admittedly was like, oh, I just can't, you know, we just can't get to the end. He'd either blow a tire or ruin the back end or something like that. Give me Hendrick, though, man. And if I tell you what, if you're going to make me make a bet, though, because Chase Elliott is plus 1,200 to Kyle Larson's plus 500, I'll take Chase Elliott for a $5 bet. I think it's going to be a battle between Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick this week. And the 45 call didn't win just the swing cans race, but Bubba won the fall Kansas race last year when Kerr couldn't race. I forgot about that. But Ty Gibbs was in that car. No, no, all he did was he switched the 23 and the 45 switched because the 45 was running for the owner's championship. Right. I thought they just switched numbers, though. I thought that was the whole thing. They said they just switched numbers. I didn't think they actually switched teams. Well, the bubble was in the 45 call. Ty Gibson, the 23 call. Not that it mattered. I was to say they're the same team, so it should theoretically be the same. I'm just I'm thinking from like a crew chief standpoint. You know what I mean? It's it's like back in the day when call when call number when teams would like switch numbers halfway through the season. We're like, what the heck is happening? I forgot they used to do that on the regular, man. That's right. That because of the way the whole owners championship worked out, right? Wasn't that the whole thing with it? Yeah, I remember. I, I don't remember what year it was, but I think Kale Yalver like switched Jeremy Mayfield and John Andretti's numbers. Oh, I just, I remember that being a thing at one point. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's funny. You tested out my right, you tested out my way back machine. Yeah, I see that, man. Who do you think needs a good weekend, good weekend this at uh, Kansas? I tell you what, if someone needs a win, it's Blaney. I mean, for as well as he's run all year and the last few weeks. Um, Look, there's so many teams that get 
I mean, I'm looking at the ones that have won so far this year, and I mean, we don't have a ton. We got three drivers with two wins. <laughs> of course, of course, two of those three are Hendrick drivers, and the other one lucked into a dirt race win. You know, Ross probably needs one to some degree. It would really be great to see Harvick get one here, man. I think that's more from a fan standpoint. Um, you know, if RFK could find a way to get a, a win. I mean, right now I'm looking at the point standings. Check this out. Brad Keselowski's 13, Chris Buescher's 14. That's pretty impressive considering where RFK was last year. Yeah. Uh, legacy with Eric Jones, man, he's way down there. He he needs to start getting some. You know, the guy who probably needs a win to get get his head out of his butt is Bubba Wallace. Um, one of I, his best tracks. Yeah, I would say he does run well here. I think, though, I'm looking forward to next week. You know, you and I talked about it on Twitter. I think him running trucks next week in, in Darlington is is absolutely ma massive. You you were spot on. He is clearly he's been lacking confidence. I had hoped last year's Kansas win would shake it a little bit, but it hasn't. He is definitely lacking confidence. Maybe that um, but I, lacking confidence because it seems like every time Denny Ham's in contention, either he speeds on pit road or the eleven team makes a mess out of pit road. And see that that goes back. I just wonder if Denny's trying to do too much at times inside the car. You maybe, know what I mean? Maybe he should pit the call himself. Maybe. Man, Austin Dillon is 30th in oh, points gosh. right now. Where's no Gregson in points? 31st. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and Ty Dillon is 32nd. Oh, no. Who's 29th? Harrison Burton. Where's going the joy in points? Good. Oh, 21st. So now, this is based – this is – this is, you know, the driver playoff look. You know, this, this isn't up. You know what I mean? Like, they've got him sorted with the wins and the stage points and all of that. Does that include all CR's penalty? Yes. Yes. I didn't know RCR got penalized. I think they, I don't know what happened, but I think all CR was bopped a few races ago. Because I know, I know, um, obviously Hendrick was, and that's on here. And so was um, Colleague Racing with uh, Justin Haley. Justin Haley and Amadinger are right next to each other in the standings, 25th, 26th. Uh, Ryan Priest and Chase Elliott are not next at 27-28. Todd Gilliland's 22nd. The poor guy that got five races or six races taken from him is 22nd. Better than Austin Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. And Priest. In all fairness, I'm I'm a big priest guy and priest. Like I get Chase Elliott only has five races. Like it's funny looking at this because Chase Elliott's 28th, but it shows the number of races, and there's a five for Elliott while everyone else has 11s. You know what I mean? So it's like, geez, guys, he, it ain't gonna take much for him to pass you. <laughs> all right, Bosco, thanks for hopping on with me, and uh, hopefully, uh, Kansas provides a. Uh... Another great showdown because I think we both like this track and it's gonna be and it's gonna be hot this weekend. Can we pray for one thing? Better TV coverage. Like I'm starting to come to the conclusion. You know, we talked a little bit. What do we got to do to fix NASCAR sometime? I'm starting to think maybe TV's the biggest problem, bro. Maybe yeah. 